Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again on our episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I'm your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we return to Horror on the Earth Express in our Detour series. And so we're continuing along a series of misadventures, adventures, events for who our group, who we are calling our perpetrators rather than our investigators, because really they're all about the, you know, they're all about the, the art of the steel in this regard. Uh, and so at the top of the show, as we always like to do, we like to thank our listeners and our patrons. We would be very appreciative if you would consider joining the patron. Uh, patreon.com slash the old ways podcast come join us come have a ton of fun and uh get in on the community and on the action so now we'll move to introductions so to my right hi this is ali and i am playing rose de tulio and i have seen a monster yes indeed you have rose you have seen an actual monster and reality is melting around you it's a beautiful way to um, spend a simple night at the uh, museum. And uh, to Rose's right. Hi, this is Rena, and I am playing Dion Matteo, and uh, I have not killed anyone yet. Put a pin in that yet portion of that uh, at the end of the table. Hi, this is Giles, and I'm playing Stefan Miller, and I'm a second story man, a cat burglar, and a worried brother. You are certainly... All three of those things, especially now that the alarms are going off in this building. Uh, so speaking of the Miller, we'll get to the other one then to uh, Stefan's right. Hi, I'm Miranda and I play Henrietta Miller, who may or may not be the reason why the alarms are going off. No, who can say really? At this point, it's not as important to pass judgment or point out guilt. What's important is to get the really, really expensive object out of the museum and collect your money, right? We'll sort the rest out later. Last but most certainly not least. I'm Martin and I'm playing Maximilian Schwartz. And Max has worked out that the painting that he's taken out the frame is probably, oh, I don't know what, I don't remember the value, but I'm going to say I think it was, what, 20, 20 times the reward that we've been offered for the clock. He's kind of thinking, maybe I should just grab the thing and run. You know, I think that uh, that's a viable strategy should you choose to use it. Uh, But first, we're going to raise the curtain tonight on a very important, a very well-appointed museum in Milan. And in our ears, we're going to begin hearing this droning bell alarm that appears to come from everywhere and nowhere at the same time. It's one of those alarms with the perpetrators in in perspective here that sort of grates on your teeth you can sort of chew on that sound a little bit makes your molars grind and the trouble there is that you know that now other people know that someone is here and that means that a 
expeditious retreat is going to be pretty useful. We'll start with our investigators who are huddled in that room, still trying to get out of the small portion of that inner gallery where the clock was. So as we remember from the uh, previous episode, the clock is far heavier than you were first told. It must have some sort of either solid gold base or there's there's something in the base here that must bring the weight up tremendously because it takes two or three of you to move it. And so in that room, Max, Henrietta, and Dion are trying to move it out. And Rose had gone ahead just maybe truly 10 or 15 steps at most. Uh, You've all got torches as best you can to help navigate, but those of you who are um, holding on to the art piece, that big clock with the two griffins, you're you're getting a, we'll say, a rather murky view of now of the room and the area because your your flashlights and torches, the the light is spraying to all rooms or are spraying to all areas. First, what I'd like to do is uh, I'd like to get a plan of action from Max, Dion, and Henrietta. Where are you planning on going? Are you continuing your path out? You can see just in the dim light ahead that back out in that larger gallery area that Rose has slowed down and she's sort of come to a halt. Well, Dion be planning on continuing to get out because I don't know that there's a problem. We've got our clock. I need my money and we also have to get to a train, so... And honestly, Rose can probably just fend for herself. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to to break it down into clean lines, right? At a, the, the group is one thing. We've all worked together a few times. Rose is really only someone you've worked together maybe a, a, once or twice. Yep. That was my thought exactly. She's not really as much a part of the group. She is the link to you getting paid. So there's sort of some camaraderie there, but, you know, honor among thieves and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think of Rose really as just a middleman. So, I think that's fair. I'm assuming we could still probably get paid without her. Paid more, even. Possible. We could potentially cut out the middleman. So, the three of you are going to continue forward. Uh, what I would like are simple strength rolls from the three of you. And what I will do is, it, I will be a generous and reasonable keeper and say, if you know which one of the three of you is the strongest, if that is easily determined, so what I would say is anywhere between 10 to 15 points more if someone is higher, then it's fairly easy for you all to determine who is the strongest. That person can make the strength roll, and then they could gain assistance dice from other investigators. Who who would like to do the yeoman's work, as it were? Ah, Max has 80. Okay. Oh, so go ahead, Max. Okay, so as you move this clock, it becomes very readily understood that Maximilian's strength is is much more than everyone else's. And so you shift the burden of the weight to Max. So I'm going to go ahead and make me a strength roll. Can I roll to assist? You can. 61 under 65. Just barely. So you can roll with advantage if you'd like, Max. And there is a purpose behind this test, and that is I'm going to determine whether or not, should it become necessary, Maximilian could carry the statue by himself. 68. That was quite close. Okay. So 
you manage to shoulder most of the load. It doesn't preclude Dion from helping you because obviously he's lending you assistance. So he's there with you. But what it does do, possibly importantly, is it does free Etta up to move out of the room. So now instead of it requiring two investigators or three investigators, we now only require two. This will become important later. Promise. Okay. So, Rose, you know, the museum evening was going pretty well until that alarm went off. And even after the alarm, this isn't something you haven't dealt with before. You've dealt with the authorities and alarms. It's unfortunate. It happens occasionally. But really, when reality melted in front of you, that is when your night went south. When this sort of hulking creature stepped out of the painting, this massive upper-bodied creature with a with a big, almost bullet-like head and large, powerful arms stalked out. It didn't look directly at you. It's not its perception of you that that is your, your deepest concern. Your deepest concern is, is your mind is, is racing to figure out what tendrils of existence it still believes in. What, what is the difficult portion for you is that it acts as if you're not even there. And how could it miss you? How could it not see you? It's not but four, maybe, maybe five meters at most from you. You have a light. It doesn't seem to care at all about what you were doing. It stalks out of the painting and sits here in this statue gallery where the rest of those oddly shaped sea creatures are. And it moves just a little. And when it moves, it doesn't move like anything you've seen before. So it arches its back and hulks over its feet. And then you see two smaller, thinner appendages come out of its side. You watch it grow and you hear the limbs crackle and snap when they come out of this section of its body. And it lets out another one of these unearthly roars. And so, what are you going to do, Rose? I mean, realistically, I'm going to stand there and frighten stare at it because that's not nothing's natural about that. Mm-hmm. How loud is this alarm? Like, I would say I would put it on the same level as like a um, high school um, passing bell. It's a bell that rings. So I could I could holler over it and people could hear me. You could. It's intermittent. It oscillates, so it goes in and out and in and out. So I'm going to back away, back, but back towards the rest of my party that's trying to lug this uh, clock out, mm-hmm. and position myself near the doorway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're backing up towards them? Yeah. Okay. So that I can keep the creature in my uh, line of sight. I don't really I don't really think that turning my back on that's a good plan. Okay, you're going to say anything or are you just backing up quietly? There's a thing out here. Hopefully loud enough that everyone else will hear. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. I won't require listen rolls for that. What, like a dog? No, like a creature. That is not helpful. 
I thought this place was a museum, not a bloody zoo. Just just keep it out of the way and um, we'll have this clock out as quick as we can. So she's now barring your way a little bit, Max, just so you're aware. Come mm. on, get get out of the way. And then I guess I'll get out of the way. Fine, let them <laughs> look at it too, because it's not like that's nice to look at. You get out. Um, so Max, you come out first with Dion a little bit. You're all huddled here for a second. And uh, you know, let's, see, let's, let's give this thing a very simple scope. I wonder if it will see what's going on. It turns. It's facing. And you see... Keep in mind, too, because there's not light in that direct area. So this across this open museum floor. And there's that further open space that has sort of the columns. That's where this painting and those series of statues were before. You see a shape. A large shape move in that space. Maximilian, you're from Austria, right? Max is indeed from Austria. You see something about the shape of a bear move in that space. Oh, God, what is it? Is it... It looks like a bear. And then you hear it roar. Shit, it sounds like a bear. A roar, a vicious, howling roar come out of this space. Oh, God, come on. uh, Stefan, where are you? So, Stefan, speaking of Stefan, uh, you hear what sounds like a, well, what sounds like a bear in the other room. You're, you just finished making your um, connections and you're securing the final rope so you can get out of here. If uh, if your sister hadn't set off the alarm on this window, it wouldn't have had to go this quickly. But you, you're pretty you're, you're pretty confident that your knots are going to take. Well, first of all, Stefan knows that his little plinker is not going to do anything against a bear. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go over by the stairs and listen for the guards coming. Because he feels that's going, and while he's trying to keep an eye on the window, I believe I can do that if I swing. If we're north facing here, if I swing towards the southeast. Yeah, I mean, you could go down here and you could keep an eyeball on what was going on. Right, while also keeping an eye on the window in case I see people coming out the doors. And so that's what I'm going to do. And am I able to hear any movement from downstairs or voices? Not yet. Over the bell? Not yet over the bell. The only thing you hear over the bell is. Something in the room beyond the wall you're standing next to now is moving, and it's very heavy. Yeah, I'm going to have my gun out, but knowing it's just a pistol. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've seen bears in shows before, and I know they're as big as a person, and a pistol isn't going to stop them. You need a shotgun or a hunting rifle. Mm, okay. So what is your move, Maximilian? Uh, Max's move is seven. Okay, so I'm going to say while carrying this, you're at a minus two move penalty because you're doing the primary moving. Mm-hmm. It's fairly heavy. It requires direct concentration. So if you're attempting to egress, which is likely your plan, I would I would question which path you're going to take. You could take directly left out of this room, or you could come back in the way you came and then eventually towards the window that you know Stefan was likely setting up some sort of egress path for you out. Him and his sister were monkeying with the window. So I think if Max thinks that there's a bear behind him, I think, yeah, he's going to he's gonna go round 
uh, rather than directly to the window. Okay, so you choose to move. You choose. Yeah. You choose down. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's got an ulterior motive. So this is where we said he'd pop his painting that he's slashed out. So he's gonna yep. kind of collect that on the way. Okay, so Max and Dion are moving through this space, and the only way to see in a pitch black museum is to with light. And so I would like the two of you to make me luck rolls. I don't think this is going to go very well. Oh, 11 under 35. Nice. It's a hard success. Okay. The dice is just... Uh, one of mine has just made an excursion across the desk, but the tens die is 30-something, and I have a luck of 54, so... Fair enough. Oh, good. So the two of you pass into this hallway. Uh, Rose, when they pass you and they go left, when you're expecting them to go the other way, what are you doing? Where are you two going? We're taking it to the window. You're going the wrong way. I am not going in a room with a bear. Yes, quite. We can get it out another way. I am not paid enough to fight the bear. Look, um, you, you shut that door behind us and make sure it doesn't come through. So you want me to lock myself in the room with the bear? No, no, no. So I think on the map we've got a... Doors have two sides. You can be on the outside of the door and close it. Congratulations. You've read sarcasm so well, Dion. I spend a lot of time with Americans. So, Henrietta, I have a question. Mm-hmm. With them out of the way, what are you doing? them out of the way yeah they're out of the way i want the clock too okay right so you're following along yeah no i'm i'm helping oh good so um, it's a conga encouraging line. yeah so if you're following it them is. out and encouraging them and making sure that things go along the way why don't why don't you roll luck for me okay i am not feeling lucky today oh. that was an 86 fantastic so when you come out of this room with your torch clearly all the noise here is just a little too a little too interesting, a little too concerning. And so um, you pass your light over that space. Mm-hmm. And what is that? That that's not no. Not No, that's that's not a bear. Not a bear. And when you pass your light over it, it moves towards the courtyard space. Mm-hmm. And changes face a little bit. And you see this thing in full well wondrous horror it's in your mind a cross between just for a moment a cross between an ape and enormous beetle and it has multiple arms multiple sets of arms and when you flash your torch over it you see these twin colored eyes flash back at you and you see the face and the mouth therein and under open and the maw comes open sideways and you feel like you picked the wrong museum. And so now I'll ask you to roll sanity and okay. to see what part of your brain exists after this. That was an 85 this time. Oh. Which is more than my sand, surely. It's true. That's what I that's what I understand. Uh okay. So you will lose five sanity. Joy. And you will now roll intelligence for me. Don't worry, I passed that one. <laughs> oh, I wasn't worried at all. <laughs> Not in the slightest. You're a smart cookie. 
It's a this, good thing she's not carrying the clock. Well, and you can see why that would be helpful later. So we'll give you a real-time bout of madness because bouts of madness are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we all love them. And and I'm sure that we'll all enjoy this experience. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to put you into a, um, a bout of physical hysterics. Mm-hmm. And so you are, we'll say, incapacitated. Okay. With screaming mm-hmm. and crying for three rounds. Okay. And so you hit your knees immediately at the sheer horror of what this thing actually is. Mm-hmm. And it completely overcomes your ability to control your own body. And that shrieking, piercing scream is something you have heard before, Stefan. That is your sister, and that bear just roared. And it isn't a scream like something fell on her foot. It's like a, oh my God, she is going to die scream. This, of course, draws the attention of all the other perpetrators who are uh, working with the clock. Shh, Etta, you're going to bring the bear. Uh, Stefan is going to listen one more time at the... Um, staircase area. See if he hears anything. Go ahead and make me a listen roll. Etta screaming in the background. Yes. <laughs> Wailing. I'm going to say that, gonna say that Max and, and Dion have made it this far at this point. It's this mistake to bring women on these things. They always go into hysterics at the slightest provocation. That's a 19. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely people coming up the stairway now. And you hear the... Um, the tippy taps, light tippy taps along with them. You can hear the dogs. That would be the dog claws on the steps. Yes, it's the dogs. Oh, I know those sounds very much for my own. You do. I'm going to zip over. Um, well, do I see them emerging, emerging over there? Yeah, you see the lights coming from them and you see them carrying this enormous twin griffin clock. And it is far bigger than you were told. And likely far heavier, but it looks like, for the most part, Dion is managing. I guess I, I would I wouldn't want to paint their faces with any emotions they wouldn't have. So, are the two of you, Dion and and, and Maximilian, are you pre level headed as you're going? You haven't seen what's going on really back there, so you don't really know. I'm assuming they probably look a little a little concerned, maybe maybe frustrated, maybe annoyed. Dion's pretty sane with 70 and so he's just normal shenanigans people need to be stronger come on we can get out of here just focus people kind of thing is going through his head at the moment yeah likewise Max thinks that the best way out of here is to just just get on with it really whatever's happening let's just just get out get on with it so yeah, yeah. that's what you get from them well Stefan is clearly not able to help he's wiry but not strong so he can climb very fast so he's going to gesture with his light in his direction uh, at Dion Mm -hmm. and start moving towards him quietly I mean do you need me to make a stealth check for that or with the bells going off do I really (laughs) need to at this point no with the bells going off the stealth check is really not necessary okay so I'm, I'm just trying not to add extra footsteps to anybody listening coming up the stairs since I know they're coming. But I zip over towards Dion. Mm-hmm. 
Dion. The guards and dogs are out coming up the stairs as we speak. Get it over to the window and hurry up. I'm going after my sister. And I'm going to pass both of them towards the doorway. Okay. So Dion is muttering to himself, of course, that is what we were doing anyway. I don't need a stupid American telling me how to do my job. Ha! Oh, I'm and British. he could at the, um, the stairs as well. I don't know, he's dashing off and... All right, come on, let's, let's get this over. So, Rose, tell me, with Etta screaming in complete hysterics, are you going to zip out or are you going to make a play to pull her along with you? Oh, no, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to try to grab her and I'm going to, like, put my hand over her mouth and, like, try to <laughs> drag her away from this thing. So, with the move of eight and you, you dragging Etta, I will say that your move is six. And so you're able to drag her. But before you do that, I would like you to make me a constitution roll. Sure, why not? And I will make a constitution roll as well. Because it wouldn't really be a museum and a, a, an, an art thief theft if there wasn't a good chase. So can I push the roll? Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. Why not? It's any it's any other role. Sure, you can push it. The question would be is how are you pushing it? I didn't have... I was trying to drag her with my back and now I'm going to drag her <laughs> with my knees. Get down a little bit more and like try to oh, lift okay. her a little bit more up against me to drag her more efficiently. Let's see. Interesting. Oh, that's, mu that's much worse. That's fantastic. Okay, so you collapse onto the floor onto this marble floor and there's a nice fleshy smack sound when your face impacts this beautiful flooring. For your part, Etta, you're still screaming your head off, trying to make sense of what has happened, what's in front of you, what this thing is. And there's now someone dragging you. You feel for a moment like your vision blurs through the tears and through the warmth that your face has generated from the sheer terror you're seeing. And this thing lumbers towards the both of you. And so when it does, it is going to attempt to use both of its foreclaws to dig into some of your flesh. Mostly because it would like you to stop screaming. Okay. That's one and two. For your part, Etta, the front half of the clothing that you're wearing up here at the shoulder gets gets clawed into and ripped. Mm -hmm. And so now there's a huge open rip across your chest. And then because these pincers here have like long, probably four to six inch hairs on them, the real, hmm. real coarse horse hair almost, mm -hmm. you feel that and the, the pincer rake across the clothing, but not, not your skin. And so, even though it fails to actually connect with you, it got really close. Okay. The uh, other pincer digs into you, Rose. Because of your failed push roll, I'm going to remove your ability to dodge the attack. Because I feel like you have to pay a price at some point. Right. Damage bonus. Not too bad. Take four hit points for damage. That's, that's not terrible. Not yet. All right. So that's around. Um, and now the both of you may freely, freely scream. You're bleeding now, Rose. Uh, it has dug into the back of your thigh. 
and the pincer there digs in and you feel you feel it cut through the the flesh on the back of your thigh like you would a, a piece of roast ham at Christmas simple easy effective and now the floor is covered in your blood and your legs on fire back to our other perpetrators the both of you of course in that hallway are now now that the echoes of the screams in that hallway are growing more and uh Stefan, you have to go around Max and Dion because they have the <laughs> they have the clock between them. But you manage to get around them, and uh, we'll say that Dion and Max have made it a little farther with the clock. We'll say it's going to probably take them another two rounds to get to the window in question. And it's at this point, Max, given your position there right by the railing, that you appropriate a rolled-up painting. Your insurance policy might even pay off. Yes. Yes, it might. <laughs> and you both begin to hear louder footsteps on the staircases right right on the other side of the wall you're on. So whoever is coming is coming very soon. Uh, Stefan, on the, get on the stairs with your gun. I have to get her up. Oh, she'll be okay. <laughs> of course she will. Oh, she won't be if those guards get her. That is also true. Uh, can I pause in the doorway with the staircase and, and just yell, Edda, quick, come to me, uh, down the hallway that Dion and and Schwartz came from? Sure, you, you certainly can. Screaming. Let me get a, a quick right. <laughs> get the response. Uh, so let me have uh, everyone's dexterity, if you would. So we'll start uh, with Rose and go around the table. 80. Ooh, she's fast. All right. Dion? 40. 60. 60. And 65. Fantastic. All right, so we just want to get an order on this because this is a, this is going to get real messy here in a second. But we like messy. All right. I do. You might not, but I do. Anyway. All right, so Rose, you are at the top of the slide, as we call it. Okay, so... You were letting us spend luck for equipment. Yeah, sure. How much luck do I have to spend to get a handgun? Oh my. A handgun? I'm going to say it'd probably cost you 15 luck to have to appropriate a handgun. Uh, I assume you'd like it loaded? Uh, yes. So 15 seems reasonable to me. Marvelous. I'll take it. Um, so I, I, I want to shoot the thing. You want to shoot the thing. Okay. That is perfectly reasonable for you to shoot the thing. You can pull your concealed pistol and fire if you'd like. Ooh, very good. 15. What is your handgun skill? 70. Can I, I'm going to spend a point of luck to make that an extreme success. If it's 70 on the dot, it should be 15, right? It says 14 on my sheet. Oh, because it's rounded. Yeah, that's fine. Spend a point of luck. Sure, take your impale. I'll say that that pistol is only 15 points luck, so it's not going to be just a, a hand cannon or something like that. We will say... I'm going to say it's probably a 38 revolver. That's a, that's a nice era pistol. Something that's not too big, not too small. Uh, it does a D10 damage. And so, because it's an impale, it will do a, it will do 10 points damage, and then it will do an additional D10 on top of it. Uh, so 16 total. Okay. Everybody hears that. 
that is undeniable. You also know instantly, all of the perpetrators know instantly uh, that things have gone very badly. Because now we're having to, someone has decided to use a gun. And uh, this snaps you out of your crying immediately. Mostly because you are now slightly deafened from a pistol going off directly Mm -hmm. next to you. Mm -hmm. But you can act this round, which is nice. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, so... uh, You shoot it, and when the gun goes off, it enters it center mast, and you see this enormous creature jerk bodily, and then you get covered in something. Some sort of fluid, because it's so close the gun is so close to the, the creature. And there's spatter over you. And for you too, Ada, you get some sort of cross spatter. It's like being too close to somebody cooking dinner. Does the spatter do anything to me? Not yet. Does it taste bad? Are you going to taste it? I don't know. I know. Someone maybe got in my mouth. I don't know. Um, you probably got a, a bit in your eyes. No. Maybe. So you might maybe. have to. Worst. On 65, Max, are you going to continue your journey towards the window? Max is agonizing about what the best thing to do is. He's going to have a look over the um, stair rail and just see if he can see the guards coming up. Uh, indeed, you can, sir. And they also have flashlights as well. Mm. Do they look armed? Uh, no. No, okay, that's good. Here, Dion, we could um, just chuck the clock over the banister and that would sort them out. What do you think? Let's go. Yep. So you're going to hoist the clock over and use it as uh, an anvil a la Bugs Bunny. Okay. I was thinking more Roadrunner, but yeah, Bugs Bunny will do. (laughs) Certainly. Does the clock say Acme on the underside? You know, you might be able to see it on the way down. So this isn't so much a throw roll because throw is... Directed, and you're really more dropping it. So my theory is that this thing's really big and heavy, so it's not a matter of chucking it and hitting somebody. Even if we aim off a little bit and we kind of miss, the thing's going to hurtle down the stairs and hopefully collect some people anyway in a <laughs> in a comedic fashion. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think a strength roll is reasonable. Yeah, to get it up over the railing. So Max would like to push that roll if at all possible. Oh, certainly. So tell me, Max, how would you push this roll? Um, so it's a bit of a bit of a hard thing to get over the, the the banister. You know, if you hold something sort of at arm's length, it becomes about twenty times heavier because of the leverage and so on and so forth. So Max has got this idea that actually the best thing to do would be to actually prop it on the side of the banister and then put himself underneath it and launch it up over the banister so that it falls down the stairs. I think that's a um, fantastic idea, especially yeah. because you're putting yourself at risk. Absolutely. Hopefully the clock doesn't sort of come backwards because that would be really bad. Really bad. That was a 97, by the way. Ooh. And that was an 88. Oh. All right. So here's what happens. You stop and you get the full weight of this thing on you so you can get it up and over the rail. And at the last moment when it's going over, you make a slight miscalculation in your mind about where you wanted it to drop at. 
and you try to make a last-minute adjustment, and you put your hand underneath the base to, to try to move it a different fashion, and you go over the rail and fall along with the statue, along with the, the clock statue. And so we're going to do a couple of things. We are going to deal you a single point of falling damage. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a problem. But we are going to deal a couple people on the other side of this. And we'll say, given the weight of the statue, fall distance. Ooh. Well, it's a direct hit on the first one. And when the pointed end, which of course gets hurled off first, goes over the staircase... It hits about about collarbone when this gentleman looks up to see what in the world's going on. And the pointiest end of this statue and clock goes into his body. And when it does, before you land on top of him as sort of the hammer behind this nail, you hear him scream and you hear the, the blood clot his throat and then the breaking of his collarbone and eventually his his sternum as the entire weight of the clock lands on top of him on his chest and drives him into the staircase. Um, And so I'm going to have you roll sanity. At least it was a quick death. At least. Uh, I should retire these dice. Uh, 72, which is a fail. I think they're fine, actually. Uh, so you lose three points of sanity uh, in, the, in the experience, mostly because, Maximilian, you have direct eye contact with him the entire ride down. Mm. Fair enough. <laughs> and so you get to watch his eyes when his collarbone breaks, and this massive statue kills him by stabling mm-hmm. him to the stairs. Uh, the dog beside him, totally fine, and flees because of the rush. The other gentleman who was with him, the other guard, took a couple points of damage from you basically falling into him. You think it's what may have broken part of your fall. Uh, For you, Dion, this is a complete disaster. And you, because you're right next to Max when he goes off the staircase, it would be natural for you to see this scene play out because while you're there, And there's a whole bunch of torches. And now the stairs are bloodied. So I'm going to ask for a sanity roll from you as well. Mon dieu. 43 under 66. We're good. I mean, arguably Max isn't good. And the guard definitely, anything is definitely good. But wondrously, it looks like your piece of art is intact. Oh, well, that's what matters, so... So that was uh, Max's action. Um, so he has dis- we've dispatched one of the guards, which is... Stupid Germans. That's because we all know that Austrians love being called Germans. It's a running theme with this group. Mm, certainly. So, Etta and Stefan, I want to give Stefan an opportunity to take his action. Okay. And then we'll get to... to- You're just coming out of the um, the throes of... You know, desperate, desperate uh, terror screams. Mm-hmm. So, 
I think your brother might be a little faster. Well, did I hear anything from Etta when I yelled down? Uh, screaming. Yeah, screaming. Okay, I'm moving towards that area to try and get Etta. Okay. You move down towards that area. Mm-hmm. And here you are. Oh, look, there's there's Etta. And look, there's Rose. Holy shit! What is that? Sandcheck? Oh, yeah. Etta's it's, shouting, it's, it's not a bear. There's blood all over the place. Her clothes are ripped. I don't believe it, but I rolled a 31 under 37. That's fantastic for you. Uh, yeah, holy shit, who let a bear in here? I see a bear, I see Etta, I grab her hand, and I, I pull her in my direction. Okay. Um, let me know if I need to make a strength roll, a brawl roll. Mm-mm. Not unless Etta's contesting you. He's going to effectively drag you down the hallway. No, I won't be contesting. I I was going to go with him anyways. <laughs> that was my plan on my turn, was to find my brother. Yep. So it's your turn. So if you would like, Eddie, you can get your feet. You can gain your your footing. So that way he can stop pulling you and you can... Yep. Yeah, yeah I will certainly do that and continue on our way, I'm assuming, out of this place and towards also whoever took the clock. Yes. Um, you do lose your flashlight, your torch in that scene. Shoot. Yep. It's back here with Rose or somewhere on the ground. Uh, okay. So. That leaves us to Dion. Dion's just shaking his head and muttering invectives in French as he's bounding down the stairs after Max and the clock and he hopes they haven't gotten too much blood on the clock because that's just going to take time and that's going to be annoying and just oh if wishes were horses Dion it seems this clock is well when used as a bludgeoning weapon it does collect quite a bit of blood hopefully it hasn't been dented or anything at least blood you can clean off make me a spot hidden roll oh god yes not not the what you want to hear I'm sure my spot hidden is 66. Uh, no, 95. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, so not, That's a, not a fumble. Not a fumble, but not a, not a very pleasant roll. Okay, yeah, you get to the clock, and you get to Dion. He looks, uh, or get, you get to Max, and he seems a little haphazardly all over the place. There's another guard here who's been basically body checked back against a wall, and he's still trying to recover his senses. Uh, it doesn't appear, he doesn't appear to be armed. He has like a whistle. I mean, he doesn't appear to have a gun. He has a baton, but it's it's somewhere on the floor over there. This looks like a great opportunity to try to collect things and get the hell out of here. Max, stand up. Come on, it's uh, time yeah. to go. Yeah, 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 come on, let's die in the stairs. But the normal way this time. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, come on help him pick up the clock and start going down the stairs as quickly as possible. Getting the two of you together and the clock back picked up really is the entirety of everything you're going to be able to do this round. The clock is also coated in blood. And so the griffins, it's it's into everything it looks like. You owe me a new suit after this one, Max. Yeah, yeah, come on. Just, just, just get this thing down the stairs. Okay. At this point, everyone can make me listen rolls. 
except Rose. You won't need a Millicent or Rose because you'll see it. Yes, I know that's very comforting. <laughs> Sweet. I rolled a one. Ooh, wow. 46 under 60. Okay. 18 under 60. Good. 33 under 65. Fantastic. You all hear it. And what you hear is the sound of plaster being ripped apart very quickly. And you hear wood breaking and snapping. So for you, Rose, what you see is you see this creature chew through this wall. And Stefan, there it is again. That bear came through that wall. I am going to grab Etta since that bear came through the wall and we just came through the doorway. And we're going to reverse course and head north through the main room mm-hmm. and over to the window. Okay. So any any complaints from you, Etta? Uh, probably not, no. Okay. So we'll keep that in mind for your action. Uh, but Rose has the top of the initiative. So on round two, you can pick yourself up off the ground if you'd like. Your bloodied leg. And uh, I guess the question to you is, after you watch this creature break through, tunnel through the wall... Where, where are you going? Well, this was the one that tried to eat me, right? So far, you've only seen one. Well, that's good. So far. Um, I don't like it. I'm going to shoot it again. Hmm. You're going to shoot it again. Okay. 26, which is a hard success. Okay. Uh, yeah, roll a d10. Eight. Ooh. Right. Okay. You shoot it in the back. Not high, this time low on what you think its butt is, or maybe its abdomen. Um, The gun goes off again. And for those of you out in the hall, this creature lurches a little bit unsteadily. And this is something you definitely hear, Maximilian and and Dion. This is something you hear and see probably overhead, at least the shadows of it through the available torchlight that's here. There's something up there. This bear or whatever is up there. Good job, Rose. And now, Max, you have the initiative, you have the opportunity to take hold of your f- potential future. Dion, I, I think we need to get out of here. Let's just dump the clock. I've got a painting and I don't want to get mauled by whatever that is up there, that bear, cheater or... We don't want to get the attention of that thing, whatever it is. <sighs> well, okay, but if it comes down here, I'm dropping this and I'm off. If you go off and you do not get me a new suit, I will hunt you down. I'll get you a suit. Don't worry about the suit. I just want to get out of here. Let them deal with it upstairs and we can get this thing out. Maybe we help them if we get it out first. If it says one foot on the stairs, I'm dropping it. I'm gone. Nothing's worth this. Stupid coward Germans. Okay. I'm not a German. So the two of you get hold of that clock and begin moving it lower here on the staircase Uh, your movement is a little slowed because you have to dance around bodies and even though you've managed to to not be too debilitated by what this clock was used for the remains here are beginning to pool and color the staircases so there's that the guard that's on the far end here who was wounded uh, he's doesn't seem to be putting up any sort of interest or fight in getting a hold of the clock from you. Stefan and 
Etta, you guys are heading back up to your escape route? Yes. My assumption is that we're going to go for the window? That's what Stefan was planning, was to get out the window. Um, Both of us are familiar with our skills with this, so... Yep. And and this is something probably the two of you in your own workings in history of, of thievery have probably worked before, so you both be familiar with the setup and what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll move you a little further towards the exit path. So on 50, this creature here will leap over the railing and land at the bottom of the staircase. You are beset upon by death itself in the form of a bear. Although it's not a bear. And you're sure of that now. You're really, really sure it's not a bear, Maximilian. This creature, this wounded creature, looks terrifying. Multiple sets of arms, dark chitinous skin, bug-like eyes. And it reaches its stubby hands out towards both and gives you a good infernal roar to ingest. I assume that's a sand roll. Oh, yeah. For the both of you. How'd I guess? But uh, I pass barely. 65 under 66. Yep. And 49 under 54. Oh, holy sh... Yeah, I mean, obviously it's terrifying, right? But we'll say that it is not debilitatingly so. It is terrifying, and it now blocks your path. We can hit it with the clock. Uh, it's it is its action. It has used its physical action to leap down the stairs, and so it is not available to make any sort of melee attacks against you, which is probably good for the two of you. But yeah, that's where it is at the end of that round. And so we'll go back to the top of the round with Rose. So this creature that you shot twice... It's gone, as far as you know. Unless you want to pass through the wall here, the, the hole that it made, and pursue it further. Well, yeah, because not only is it chasing my people who have my merchandise, it's also chasing my people, which are key to getting this job done. So if they're dead, it's going to be very difficult for me to get this done. So I need to pursue and, you know, obviously kill the thing. Okay. All right, so we'll let you step through the wall. You could come... If you're following its trail, you would probably follow it fairly easily towards this railing here. Can I shoot from the top of the stairs? Oh, yeah, it's an open stairwell. Okay, then I'm going to do that. I'm going to try to do that anyway. Zero eight. Ooh. Okay, so uh, you level your 38 at it, and... Max, you see this just just out of the corner of your eye. You see a light get cast on this creature by a torch. And the creature turns just slightly as the as the light illuminates the entirety of its upper body, this almost oily, chitinous skin that it has. And then the front face the front facing portion of this creature explodes from a gunshot. And you hear a horrifying gurgling death rattle and this enormous almost ape-sized creature falls forward and over 
There's a heavy and distinctive thud when it does so. And Max is aware that there's some sort of, well, thing that's just died in front of him. Yeah, okay. So yeah, Max is going to say, Dion, I'm, I'm getting out of it. And he's he's going to um, basically shift the weight of the clock um, so that it falls down the stairs and, and hits this thing. I mean, he doesn't know that it's dead. Um, so, yeah. He's going he's gonna to drop the clock and book it down the stairs. Okay. Well, you guys are on the... You're on a, a, a landing just above, right? So it wouldn't be impossible for you to, to chuck the thing forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, just make me a strength roll. These have gone so well so far this evening. They have. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's another 97. Fantastic. Uh, I, of course, would ask if there's any interest to push. Uh, yeah, I mean, so what's what's happening? So I think what's happened here is he's sort of let go of it with one hand and it's quite clearly going to smack him on the foot and get him. So he's sort of having to um, forgo his balance on the stairs in the interests of pushing the clock away from him so that the, the clock doesn't, doesn't land on him because right now that would be catastrophic. So he's going to... Yeah, yeah, it would be. Probably sacrifice his balance... Sure. Possibly, in order to, to try and get this uh, this thing out. Oh, Happily done. Yes, that's a success. 61 under 18. Okay. So. so, Dion, you watch as your um, German friend uh, gets real frustrated and decides to heave this clock forward down the stairs at this creature. Uh, it lands with a heavy thud against the creature, and you hear snap and crackling of this skin whatever this thing is made of and the clock bounces a bit in the air and then lands again on the other side of the creature and then slides down off of it and the only thing you can really think is is he trying to ruin your payday like what's what are you doing you are an idiot Max I'd rather just be start- alive Idiot than a dead one. Come on, get out of it here. It was already dead, you moron. Ugh. Sacre bleu. Just muttering. Let us get it and go. Come on, it is dead. No, 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 no. Let's go, go. Get out, get out. So we're out of combat rounds, which is fantastic for everyone. Um, Rose, you definitely dealt whatever final justice this thing required. Uh, there are several bullet holes that it bleeds out of and and you start to feel something oh, I don't know on your on your face and on your leg your your leg starts feeling a little numb why don't you make me a constitutional because this went so well last time and I'll follow that up by asking Edda to do the same thing, as she's been covered in this thing's juices, too. Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. It's going to be close. Let's see here. A uh, 63 over 55. Okay, understood. Thank you both. I'll talk to you about it in a minute. As you continue out the staircases, the Millers, 
uh, are leaving out via the window. Mm-hmm. I would like the Millers to make me climb rolls. <laughs> okay. So you can do so at advantage. Because mm-hmm. you are uh, at advantage with a, an equipment bonus. Okay. I'm going to need that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a four, uh, 56 over 20. Okay. That's a 13 under 60, so that's an extreme. Okay. Or no, I missed extreme by one. If it'll make a difference for me getting Etta down, I'll spend the luck. It won't, because people make climb rolls on their own in this regard. Um, So it's sort of a, it's a winch and pulley system, right? So you're hoping to offset some of the weight as you go down based upon how the rope works. And really only one of you can take advantage of it in this method at once. And it, when when you go down, you you just you go down mm-hmm. too fast, and that's that's part of the problem. So no part of what you have going on right now, because I'm assuming Stefan, you would go last. You would put your sister on that rope first, because you're the able climber of the right. Team. I and I'm I'm positioning the rope so you know I'm bracing it. Um. I don't know if that'd give her a further bonus or anything. So it doesn't. It gives you the simple solace of knowing that you did everything right when you watch your sister fall to off that death. museum window. <laughs> so I guess the question I have for you then, Miranda, is: Do you think Etta would like to push the? Oh room? yeah, she for sure will. Of course. And in what way would you push the ball? I. I know that I'm panicking after seeing this not a bear thing. So I think Etta's going to steady herself, try to remember um, everything that her brother has told her about uh, climbing any directions he gave her beforehand and see if she can dig deep to actually stabilize herself. Go for it. Uh, That's a 44. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. 44 over 20. So that's Mm -hmm. a failed push roll. Uh, and so I am going to say that in your fall, you fall and are dealt eight damage. Uh, and so mm-hmm. that's a major wound. And um, yeah, that's unpleasant. So when you fall off of this museum window, you have the sturdiness of your brother holding the rope to give you tension to try to ease you down a little, a little safer. And your issue is your own hands, the slickness of the sweat the sheer terror and shaking in your muscles unnerves you to the point where you fall backwards and onto the pavement below. There is a sickening crunch that you hear in your ears before you likely black out. Major wounds. We don't deal with them a lot, obviously, in Pulp Cthulhu because mm-hmm. we don't like stinky major wounds. Question. So, uh, so you immediately fall prone, but I'm going to have you make a con roll to attempt to fall from to attempt to keep from falling unconscious uh that i passed okay <laughs> so i have worse okay. news for you Etta. Mm-hmm. you don't fall unconscious mm. you stay awake yeah through all the pain so uh, go ahead well since i got a uh, hard um can i add that to speed so i can more or less just uh, rappel down the rope really fast. I think that's reasonable. Sure. You're an able climber and you have all the necessary tools. Uh, and then I'm going to attempt first aid on my sister. 
Okay. You can do that as well. That's a 38 over 30. I will spend the eight luck. Certainly. Angels of mercy come to you, Etta, <laughs> in the form of your brother, who quickly repels down mm-hmm. from the side of the museum and just very carefully lifts the back of your head. And the worst part for you is that you you don't feel him do that. Okay. You feel his hands on your shoulders. You feel him trying to, to bind things up, but mm-hmm. you're getting an awful lot of white light at the edge of your vision. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're very dizzy. Yeah. For Dion and Max... Um, carrying the uh, statue out. Is that, is that something you're going to continue to do, Max? Or are you just chucking it and leaving it and leaving it for Dion to go? Max is, Max is gone. It, 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 he swore to himself this thing, if this thing stepped one foot on the stairs, he was he was off. And it, he's seen it now. And no, no, no. It, it was scary when it was burnt. Okay. It's dead, Max. I know, but I... I don't know where it came. I, I come on. I, I've got this painting. It's fine. Let's let's go. Painting. Yes, come on. I'll show it to you in a bit. Let's not hang around here. Are you going to leave with Maxa and leave the clock on the stairs? Dion's going to make one attempt to pick up the clock and see if he can carry it on his own. And if he can't, then he will run after Max. Okay. So, Dion has a strength of sixty-five, and I rolled a fourteen. Ooh, fantastic hard success. Not only can you lift it on your own, um, you can actually make half your move on your own with the clock, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, Rose, are you continuing down the stairs after dispatching this this thing? Uh, yeah, and when I see Max um, abandon the clock, I'll help Dion carry it downstairs. Okay. Dion, you pick up the scent of gunpowder when Rose walks up to help you. You are a good shot. Thank you. Max should not get any money from this. No, I agree. With the alarm still going, right? Dogs barking in the distance. The three of you meet outside, just temporarily, just for a moment seeing each other outside the museum. And as long as there's no arguments... I think it's a wonderful moment to pull our shades closed on this episode as our perpetrators exit into the Milan night with their prize and maybe a few bumps on the head to show for it. So our detour is not yet over. We have one more episode for you, which we'll offer up next week. <laughs> 